Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Good afternoon. Did I? What? <laughs> no, you're like, wait, what? What? Um, <laughs> what are you trying to do there? Okay, so I don't know why this just came to me, but um. The Christmas move, Christmas musical that uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds did together on Apple TV Plus, Spirited, I think it was called. There's a song in it where they're they're all going, "Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon." <laughs> it's like one of the songs, and it just I was thinking, "Good afternoon," and then the song popped into my head, so I went with that. Because apparently in like, I don't know, whenever Dickens was alive in England, good afternoon was an insult. How? In, I don't know if what it's way? true or not, but in okay. the movie, like that's what they, they suggest that it, it's an insult. Okay. Huh. So so they're all like, oh yeah, well, good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. <laughs> anyway, so good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Jamie. In a good way though, in a nice, pleasant way. Thank you um i have a quick quote for us as long as i don't drop my phone i can tell it to you um this is from notes on your sudden disappearance i didn't do this book yet did i Mm -mm. i'll do it next time i'm not prepared for it today anyway this is from notes on your sudden disappearance and um i just really liked the way this is written it's not really much for discussion but In reference to a therapist, the character says, this woman files and organizes my feelings. (laughs) And I just, I'm like, wow, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I think I need my feelings filed and organized, please. Same. (laughs) Have you ever been to a therapist before? I've been to a counselor once, so kind of. Similar. And then I have been to, I went to like a psychiatrist once. Yeah. To get medication. <laughs> so I didn't really have to go see her multiple times. It was just like I went to the counselor and then I had to go to her legally. To, get, her, yeah. to get it prescribed. Right. Yeah. I went um, I went to a therapist a couple times in high school for my anxiety. And then I did – I've tried better help before, which I know I've talked about on the podcast, and that's counselors. Yeah. But and I'm, this was high school too. It was all high school. Gotcha. Like, so not as an adult. But I do feel the need for someone to organize the files in my head. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. After that, I'll tell you about my book. Please tell me about your book. Actually, once again, I'm telling you about a series. Go for it. I'm Apparently, all about it. my brain is really loving like the familiarity of series right now. And this series I've listened to back to back to back to back. I keep like I'm, which I normally don't do. I usually try to spread it out, but I'm like, I just want more and more. So it's the Lincoln Lawyer series by Michael Connolly. Okay. Which is outside of what I normally listen to, but um, 
I don't know what made me download the first book. No, I do know. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot already. The I started the Lincoln Lawyer series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not bad. It wasn't great, but I, I felt like it had a good foundation. So I decided to try the book. So I didn't finish the Netflix series. I probably will at some point, but I downloaded the first book, um, which was written in 2005. And there's only six so far. So he like writes them very sporadically throughout the years. Just whenever, whenever Mickey Holler, the main character is like, Hey, Hey, Michael Connelly, it's time for another book. (laughs) Michael Connolly writes another book with Mickey Holler. Um, this is an offshoot of his Harry Bosch series, which Harry Bosch is a cop okay. in Los Angeles. And then Mickey Holler is a criminal defense lawyer in Los Angeles. So they're kind of at odds with each other, uh-huh. the, the two jobs and characters. But um, but it's an offshoot. And they they, they meet up sometimes um, in, the, in the books. But... So the first book um, is called The Lincoln Lawyer, and it's about, like, this really rich guy who's accused of murder, and he insists that he didn't do it, and um, Mickey's really excited to get the case because he is re- the guy's really rich, and so he's like, I know I can actually get paid for this one, and I'm going to get a lot of money for it. I can I can charge him my top fees instead of my standard fees, you know? Um it was slow to start. Like at first I was kind of like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to be into this, but once it picked up and like got to the trial part of it, I was hooked and I couldn't stop. And then I just couldn't stop the whole series. Um, I don't know, just the way he writes trials is like, I mean, he gives you every detail. Like you go through the whole trial and like, I guess the true crime junkie in me really loves that part of it. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like he writes them so well and I'm hooked and I can't stop. I'm like, I have to know what happens. Are they going to get acquitted? Not guilty. Guilty. I need to know. (laughs) And so I've just been like listening constantly to get through these books because they're like 12 to 14 hours long. Oh, wow. So. Um, but I've been getting through them pretty quickly. Um, so each book in the series has its own like major case. Um, but then there's some smaller cases interspersed. Um, like in one of the books, uh, he ends up, it's, I guess it's released in 2008. So he ends up like doing some, um, foreclosure work and like because it's the middle of the financial crisis and the foreclosure crisis and all that kind of stuff so just to pay the bills he's like I'm gonna do this foreclosure work but then of course he gets another big case because he does in every book right um meanwhile like he's got his investigator who's out there investigating things he's talking to witnesses it's really fast-paced and just keeps your attention um so there's six books so far I've read um I think I'm on the fifth one right now. I just started these last week, by the way. <laughs> I'm on the fifth one right now. And then he has a seventh one coming out in November of this year. Oh, wow. So I don't know what I'm going to do when I finish these. <laughs> I'll be able to finally read other books again, I guess. But for now, this is my life. My life is the Lincoln Lawyer. Uh, okay. All right, then. I know. I know that's something that you're like not even at all interested in and I get it and that's fine. It's just 
I'm sure if it's well written, I'd you know, if I listened to it, I'm sure I'd like it based on your description. But yeah, it's not something that I would automatically go towards by any means. Yeah, it's a dad book. Like it's a total dad book, and I'm and I'm fine with that. I like dad books from time to time mm-hmm. when I'm in the mood, and I mean maybe. I don't know, maybe after I finish the Lincoln Lawyer series, maybe I'll go start Bosch because there's like 25 of those or something. Oh, gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll never read anything else ever again. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just come out with more and more. I have read a couple of books in between, like, simultaneously, but none of them have... Held your attention. Yeah. Like, I read... Um, I'll just mention it because I was really excited about it, and then it ended up being disappointment. Yeah, it ended up being lackluster for me. It was um The Bangalore Detectives Club by Harini Nagendra and it's like this um 1920s Indian um like cozy mystery kind of. And I was so excited about it. That has all the elements that I love and it just didn't work for me. And I don't know if it was the book's fault or if it was just that it wasn't The Lincoln Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, so maybe you need to come back to it. Yeah, maybe. That one's the first in a series too, so yeah, okay. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Tell me about your book. Um, my book is called Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone by Benjamin Stevenson. Have you seen this? I think so. Okay. It has a cute cover. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. Okay. Um, it came out January 17th of this year, so it just came out. Um it is a murder mystery. Love it. It's um, family dynamics. Love it. It has a very knives out clue detective type feel to it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, it's very cheeky. It's also Australian. So oh. yeah. So it's set in Australia and the narrator is Australian That's and he fun. just has a really fun voice in the way that he... Um, delivers it is really well done and people in the comments on goodreads like on the reviews were like i love the narrator narrator fantastic narrator i love that so i already was kind of like excited that he was going to be good um it started off a little slow for me because it's confusing like you don't really know what's going on in the beginning so i was like i don't know what's going on and then slowly it like starts to unravel and you get it but um he so the main character's name is ernest cunningham um he goes by ernie or Ern throughout the book Um, he is one of the family members. Um, so the best way to describe him, like, you know how the person narrating, you think that they're the main character or they're the, either the good guy or maybe they're the killer or like something like that. But he basically throughout the story, which is a really fun way that it's written is he, he basically is like, you know how in a murder mystery when this and this and this, that's not what this is. <laughs> and he'll be like, I'm just going to straight up tell you. And so he tells you stuff along the way, like where you are thinking, huh, is did so-and-so. He's like, I know here's where you would think that Catherine is blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm going to let you know she's not the killer. And like he goes through it like that where he gives you information throughout. And so you like that. It was done really well in a very cheeky, fun way. Okay. Because for me, that sounds like, you know, in movies and TV shows, it's called Breaking the Fourth Wall, where the character, like, talks to the audience through the television. And I guess it's the equivalent um, in a book. And I don't... I don't know. I don't typically like it when that's done in books. Um, So I'm curious to see. It was... Because I I do... This is on my TBR list. I do plan on reading it. Yeah. 
It was, I thought it was done really well. The way they did it made it interesting. It made you feel like you're a part of the story. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess that's what it's supposed to do. But anyways, <laughs> so um, I'm trying to see how best to explain this without giving anything away. Yeah, please don't because I'm going to be do, reading it. He does wrap it all up at the end, which is really nice. And when he tells stories, so it's a bunch of different characters in his family. And he basically, I just want to like read you just a tiny bit of the synopsis of what he says. So he says, everyone in my family has killed someone. Some of us, the high achievers, have killed more than once. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but it is the truth. Some of us are good, others are bad, and some just unfortunate. And so he lists all the people. <laughs> why, does his fam- why does everyone in his family kill people? So that's what... That's the mystery? No. So oh. there's a specific mystery, but then he also delves back in time into past situations and explains how each person has killed someone. Okay. So it's not like they're just like an evil group of people who... No. Okay. It's like all the une- unexpected things. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was cool. Because at first I was thinking like, oh, they're like a family of crime, you know, like criminals. But then right, exactly. that's not what it is. Okay. Okay, so the story in the beginning is in the past is how it starts. And Ernie is at home one night and his older brother Michael shows up unannounced in the middle of the night um, outside his home. And he basically tells Ernie that he has a man in the back of his vehicle (laughs) that he hit on accident. And that the man had already been shot. So like he, he claims that he was in the middle of the road. He didn't see him. It was dark. He ran over him. He got out of the car to check on him, saw that he was also shot already, and he loaded him into the back of his car. Instead of calling the police, Instead he of put him in police. his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So he goes there and he basically tells Ernie, he's like, he's already, he died. Like, And he's like, and I should have, I, I don't know, like I freaked out <laughs> and I need your help burying him. Oh my. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, dude, I don't approve, but okay. Okay, so Ernie goes with him, and then as they're driving into the woods to bury this body, he also says he had a bag of cash next to him, and I have the bag. (laughs) And so Ernie is just like, what? Like, I'm so confused. Like, what's going on? And he tried multiple times to be like, we should go to the hospital. We need to bring him to the hospital. And, like, Michael was driving, and Michael says, I've been drinking and ah uh, that explains yeah okay so even when they get to the place where michael stops ernie is still saying let's not do this like let's he's trying to be the voice of reason let's bring him let's call the cops let's bring him let you know and he's like no i can't like lucy's going to find out that's his wife he's mm-hmm. like lucy's going to find out but he kept saying stuff that was a little more strange and nothing of it made a lot of sense and for some reason, Ernie went along with it, and he still is yeah, just like, I don't not. know <laughs> what was going through my mind. And when he took him out of the car, he seemed like he was still breathing. And so Ernie was like, I think he's still breathing. And Michael's like, I'm going to go check. I, you know, and he goes over, and he was like, he just stopped breathing. He stopped breathing. He's, he's dead. Let's check a pulse, people. <laughs> okay, so after this happens, uh, another series of events happen. And I'm going to say this, and it may be a slight spoiler because it's not in the description, but it has, I have to get there for any of the rest of it to make any sense. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Hit me with it. So somehow Michael gets taken in for questioning. Like there's some, and the cops 
basically use Ernie to pretty much tell on his brother, but it's done in a way that he doesn't realize that he's like giving it all away. Okay. Michael goes to prison Ooh. for murder. He his their stepfather Marcello is a very well known like shark lawyer, and so he gets him three years, which is like super good, right? Like, really good, and it's kind of based on that he was already shot and whatever. Okay, so three years. It's three years since Michael went to prison. Audrey, their mother, no longer speaks to Ern because she thinks that he went against the family and talked to cops and he is the reason why Michael went to prison. Can I just say this does sound like a mob family, like Marcello. Oh, you're not, oh, you went against us. You're out of the family. It does, but it's not at all. Okay. I say that. You're going to be like, what, Marissa? Okay, so there is a backstory (laughs) with their dad who was a somewhat of a criminal and he ended up... have, he ended up dying through a police situation okay. when they were younger. So Audrey raised them by herself pretty much. Um, so it's present day. Catherine, who is Ernie's aunt, has been trying to get everyone together for family reunion since Michael went away. But Ernie will never go because his mom doesn't speak to him. And he's like, I'm not putting myself through a weekend or something like that. She doesn't want to talk to me. Whatever. So he he finally agrees this one year to do this family reunion. And the reason he agrees is that Michael is getting out of prison and he's going to be going to the reunion. And so Catherine is like, we all need to be there. For Michael. For Michael and to try to make amends with the situation and like figure this family thing out. So she books it. It's in this ski resort that's hard to get to. It's the dead of winter. They all get there. And I'm going to tell you just the cast of characters just so you kind of understand who's there. Okay. Quickly. So Ernie is there. His mother, Audrey. Her husband, Marcello, who is the lawyer. Right. The shark lawyer. The shark lawyer. Sophia, who is Marcello's daughter from a previous relationship. She is a um, well-known surgeon. Okay. Okay. Um, Catherine is his aunt. I think that she's Audrey's sister. Okay. Um, Andy is Catherine's husband. Okay. So his uncle. Got it. And that's it. Okay. So Michael. Oh, and Lucy. Lucy is there. Lucy is Michael's wife. Right. Um, And Aaron is also there too. That is Ernie's wife. But there's, there's something going on. Okay. Okay. So... They all get there, and it's a little uncomfortable, obviously. They're at this resort. The first night that they're there, in the middle of the night, um, they go outside, and there's a dead man outside. Of course. I mean, this is a family of people that kill people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They don't know what happened to him. He's not on the roster at the resort. No one knows who he is. But he has soot all over his face, like ash, black ash, and black ash all in his mouth. Like he was burned from the inside out. Wow. That sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sophia, the surgeon, inspects him. Uh-huh. 
and she th- thinks murder right uh-huh. away. And she says the reason why she thinks murder is that it is very closely related to a past murder that she dealt with in her hospital years prior. The same exact thing happened to the woman. And there was another instance of this happening as well in the past. And they've linked it to a possible serial killer that in the media over the last years they have called um, the Black Tongue Killer. So everything lines up with those killings and it's like the same markings, like everything's the same. So they don't know what's going on. There's a local cop that is on site that gets called up and he's very new and he seems really uncomfortable. He doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to assert his authority, but the whole family is just like, dude, you're making this worse. You don't know what you're talking about. It's the next day after this murder, Michael is on his way up, He's getting out of prison. He gets there. He gets out of his vehicle. He says hello to everyone. The cop comes out and basically says, Michael Cunningham, you're under arrest for For the murder. What? (laughs) Oh, poor Michael. So I'm going to leave it here. It gets twisty. There's all of these turns, all of these storylines from even past the family members start coming in. You start finding out all of these details. It's super detailed. Everything wraps up, which is nuts. (laughs) It sounds very intriguing. Yeah, it was, it was really well done. It really holds your attention. They're all a little aloof. Like, so like all these bad things happen and they're, it's like, you think that you're going to know, like, they're just going to be distraught. And they're like, yeah, well, he died. Um, and they feel bad for, like, a second. But then it's kind of just like they're trying to figure out what's going on. And they don't want to die. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So is it is it kind of a dark comedy or? A tiny bit. Okay. Tiny bit. I mean, yeah. Um, anyways, it's it's really good. It's really good. Did it have a good rating on Goodreads? Do you remember? Yeah, I did. Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I feel like I read about this um, maybe in Publishers Weekly or something. I can't remember where I heard about it from. but Like it's a movie quality story. Like I think I, I could see it becoming a, a show or yeah. a movie or something. Yeah. All right. Cool. It sounds good. Um, tea time. Yeah. Tea time. I already finished mine. <laughs> Somebody enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, surprisingly, because we're drinking organic elderberry tea, berry, 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 (laughs) which you don't usually like. I don't, but I did like this one. Tell Um, us about it. Well, so I'll tell you about it. They call it a cup of protection because, um, elderberry has healing benefits and a long history in popular folklore. Um, used to make wine and flavor foods. The magic elderberry has been referred to in music and poetry for generations, and they blended went, blended this with an organic red rooibos base for a double dose of delicious defense. I guess red rooibos is also good for you. I don't know. This is from Republic of Tea, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's naturally caffeine-free, which is cool if that's what you're going for. The ingredients are organic rooibos, organic hibiscus, 
organic elderberries, organic elderberry flavor, and organic grape flavor. Okay. Um, I do like it. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. It just felt very comforting. Um, I don't know. It felt medicinal. It does feel medicinal, but not in a bad way. Because no. it tastes good. I think it's, I think it's just a little... Honestly, I think it's the grape flavor that's throwing me Maybe off. Maybe so, because it lingers. Yeah, and I don't love... I love grapes. I don't like grape flavor. I agree with that. Same. So I think without the grape flavor, I'd probably enjoy it more. But but it is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got these two bags as like samples from Republic of Tea. So I think I might have to order some more. Yeah, it's good. But I wish I could order it uh, without the grape flavor. <laughs> Republic of Tea, if you could take out the grape flavor. Please just make this special blend just for me. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. The Jamie Freeman special. That's what I was thinking too. I'll just have my own special everywhere I go. Special blends of everything. <laughs> yep. Um, whenever I... So I saw last week a um, metabolic specialist mm-hmm. um, since I was diagnosed with insulin resistance and um i was telling her i was like i was like look i have um kind of a dumb question but uh i know that i have high cholesterol could eating a caesar salad every day contribute to that and she's like no you're fine you can eat caesar salads every day i was like okay because i like to go to fresh junkie and i was like they actually have a jamie freeman special there (laughs) And she was like, wait, my husband and I go to Fresh Junkie all the time. What What is in the Jamie Freeman special? And I told her, and she was like, I'm going to order that next time we go. <laughs> yes. It's quite delicious. Yes, but she also suggested that I try the Mediterranean diet. So I haven't, like, done a ton of research on it yet, but she goes, Caesar salads are on it, crawfish are on it, you're good. You can do this. I was like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> so, Yeah. It, cool. it was a really good, um, a really good visit, and she like acknowledged and confirmed everything I was feeling and have been feeling that other doctors have made me feel yep. stupid about. Yep. So it was, yeah. It was I've great. also so my aunt who is not a doctor or anything like that, but she's very um, knowledgeable about just all types of things, including stuff with. Um, different nutrition and how it affects your body and metabolic syndrome. And she told me when I started having some issues, which you and I have some of the same things, right. um, she said that's metabolic syndrome. And if you don't get that in check, like that leads to diabetes, yeah. it leads to all types of stuff. So um, again, it's, it's somewhat difficult to follow because it is really like, I haven't looked into the Mediterranean diet, but she's pretty strict on stuff but she's like you know pretty much you should be on a keto diet like you should only be eating meat and vegetables and i was like yeah (laughs) Uh okay okay and i've Uh i have not done that (laughs) um but she you know she's also like um if you get pregnant again you should be drinking bone broth daily (laughs) and you should be and i was just like oh yes ma'am yes ma'am and again i know that it'd be beneficial that's really hard to do, and that's why my doctor said try the Mediterranean diet because it's more of a lifestyle than like a diet, and you're a lot more likely to actually stick with this mm-hmm. than with fad diets or with keto or things that are really difficult. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, well, cool. Maybe we can discuss it together and 
Yeah, I'd let's be interested up, in learning about plan. it. Yeah, I'd be interested in learning about it too. So I'm glad that you got kind of a path forward. Yes. Yeah. And and she also, I know that last year I had for quite a few episodes talked about some um, like digestive issues I was having that I couldn't get resolved or whatever. And then um, finally, finally did thanks to some medication. But I was like telling her about that. And, she, and I was like, I mean, I kind of, the only explanation I can give is that it happened right after, like a month after I had COVID. And I know that sounds crazy and ridiculous. And, and she's like, no, no, no you're not crazy. It's actually a thing. They're starting to write about it. It's called COVID belly. And like, she's like, I've seen so many cases of this and they're starting to put out literature on it and all this kind of stuff. I was like, I'm not a crazy person. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm I'm really glad that she is part of my like doctor repertoire now because she's really awesome. So very cool. Yeah. So anyway, it sounds like you and I have some research to go do about yes. the Mediterranean diet, yep. and I am actually going to have crawfish tonight, so Yum. <laughs> since I'm allowed. So, all right, well, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers! Cheers.